When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Cardinals live on a Monday. Welcome in to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Mr. Bo Brock. We are Sands, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson today. So it's just your two boys here on a Monday talking a little bit of Arizona Cardinal football. Bo, how are you? I'm great. I love the brand new open. If you're tuning in on YouTube, you saw our smiling faces there. And then uh, if you're listening on podcasts, just uh, it's just a bunch of really good looking guys uh, in the open. Johnny, myself, Damian Anderson and Frank Sanders, the uh, the fearsome foursome and ready to talk some Arizona Cardinals football. This is um, this is pretty slow season like this is post draft. And now we're going to kind of we're going to get the schedule release on Thursday, which I'm pumped about. We got a big yes. reveal as far as that goes. And mm-hmm. then uh, we've got the uh, mini rookie mini camp starting this week. We're actually going to meet some of these rookies later this week. Cardinals just released Thursday. I think they're going to have a trio of the 2022 class meet with the media, and then they're going to take the field on. Is it Saturday? Yeah, rookie yeah. Camp this weekend. Yeah, they're going to they're going to try them out. Um, we we're going to find out what undrafted quarterback is going to lead the team at least temporarily, <laughs> right? We didn't get Brock Purdy. He actually got drafted in he was the Mr. division. Didn't he go to, yeah, San Francisco. So Mm -hmm. uh, feels like that was destined to be. It was not. But what is destined to be is Bo Brock's on the intro. It felt, you know, let's make a PHNX Cardinals official by putting in the intro. We got got enough content of my boy in person from the draft party. If you were there, uh, it was a hell of a time. And, yeah, this is where you separate the men from the boys. (laughs) Post-draft, second, third wave of free agency. Here we go. We post it on social media today, PHNX underscore Cardinals. What is the biggest hole remaining for the Arizona Cardinals? And I think there was a general consensus, Bo, whether you're in team. Cornerback camp, defensive tackle, outside linebacker. The consensus is it's on defense, right? Yeah, I think so. But but also when you look at where their strength could lie, it just depends. It's, it's health. I think that there's just this underlying uh, just people a little concerned uh, that – Marcus Golden, the junkyard dog, and J.J. Watt can't stay healthy enough. You include, include Zach Allen there and then the two youngsters, Cam Thomas and and uh, Sanders out of Cincinnati. It, it's one of those positions that if, if they stay healthy, it's going to be a wagon. But if they don't, yeah. uh, it's very thin, very thin. I think that's where – I mean, we saw our guy Kyle Odegaard who covered this team closely for so many years. He said edge, lots mm-hmm. of great – 
Lots of great uh, Cody with the the past decade kind of agreeing with you. The teeth of that defense, the defensive tackle, which I tend to agree with you. I think that that's been a weakness for for a long time. I can get more creative than that if we want to have a deeper discussion about it. But who was the last time that there was an anchor on this defense inside that uh, really was slowing things down, disrupting, open up pass rush lanes? We just can't can't think about it. We can't think of anybody. It's Calais Campbell. I think circa 2017 was his last year. And coincidentally, once he left, Cardinals went into the basement as it came to run prevention. Um, and I defensive tackle has been it for me, the end all be all. But I, I give the Cardinals credit. I don't I don't harp on the fact they didn't take a defensive tackle in this draft because I didn't think the draft supported that. Had this been a robust class, I think that would have been atop their wish list to pick 23. It didn't fall to them that way. We saw that the elites went early, and then there was a significant drop-off. Uh, I think it bears mentioning here in the chat, we've got folks um, suggesting former, now former Giants quarterback James Bradbury, who they could not find a trade partner for. He has been released. He's got significant starting experience. He is somebody that once upon a time, big-time contract. Uh, he is a free agent now. Um, I don't think the Cardinals will be in on him. I think the Cardinals like what they have, Bo, at cornerback. And I, I, I agree with that. Um, now, could they add a veteran or two? Sure. And I think that would probably come more likely in August, um, getting ready for camp. Uh, but I think their top four right now is solidified. Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Jeff Gladney, who, by the way, and I'll give Jeff Jess Root of Cardswire credit. He, Jeff Gladney's wearing Robert Alford's old, old number next year. Um, so I, I think that that's a little bit of writing on the wall, even though I think a lot of us would like to see Robert Alford back, not completely shut the door, but you start to read between the lines. And then what was it? Hamilton, the kid that came on late last year, mm-hmm. that's their top four right now. Could they add a veteran? Of course. And I know you're, you're not talking about a star studded, you know, defensive back group outside of your safeties, but I, I think that group is much more capable yeah. than the defensive line group. And I, Rafa in the chat brings up a great point. Like Akeem Hips. To me, Akeem Hicks, I should say, former Chicago Bear, spent six years in Chicago, would be the first free agent I would call post-draft. I would say, number one, get him next to Zach Allen, get him next to J.J. Watt, 6'5", 325, can push the pocket. His defensive line grade via pro football focus would only be second to Watt. You just need, and you mentioned it, Bo, you need bodies up front because you cannot count on Watt now in his 30s. I love his mantra i love his work ethic right nobody's gonna outwork you know number 99 but that's not gonna keep him out of the training room and i think you're you're wise if you limit his mileage next year zach allen's in a contract year that's a different story although he's had injury concerns and and we'll see about like he and rashad lawrence but now that Corey peters is likely gone i i think that's a huge hole for this team is is he though isn't it just it's oh, just kind of like come on don't let's has not him on. it's domino i like just Corey Peters. hey when he was bad me. last year i'm not bringing him back go get there are there are many other options i would i would pursue before i do that again i think that last year because they yeah. were out of options you're over the court you're over that one that's uh that's not a, that's an x you're not bringing back you're, you're not let's gonna try to get better let's try to get better in the morning you up need you at training camp in glendale maybe if somebody gets hurt in like october <laughs> yeah no, I, I I agree with you. Let's get a little bit younger blood in there, uh, even though, you know, Hicks. Look, if you bring in Hicks, I think he's played some big downs. He, when when the Bears' defense was good before last year and the previous season to that, when they were actually a playoff team, 
you know, Hicks was a big part of that and helping guys like Khalil Mack get to the quarterback and also slow yeah. down the rushing attacks of the NFC North for the, for the Chicago bears. It's uh yeah, I, I, as far getting back to your point, as far as the defensive backs room, it, it is, it is just one of those things where the organization has a different scouting approach than maybe the fans out there do. And they, they, they feel more confident in those guys. Like there is a lot of confidence in Jeff Gladney. There, there, there is. They view him as a starter, don't they, Johnny? I mean, this is a guy that they. Yes, Kim said on uh, Wolf and who's Wolf's new co-host? I can never. Oh my god! How many times? Luke Lipinski. Luke Lipinski. (laughs) God love you. We'll get your name on a T-shirt here, so I can glue it in my face. Uh, They said post the Hollywood Brown trade. Friday afternoon, as I was mm-hmm. driving into the studio to do day two, I listened to that interview partially because I don't stop. Can't right. stop, won't stop. I no. listen to Kime, <laughs> and he called Jeff Gladney. He goes, we added another first round. It was like he had two firsts this year. One he spent on Hollywood Brown. The other he spent on Jeff Gladney. Okay. So if I'm hearing Steve Kime correctly, yeah. and they gave him the only multi-year contract, they gave an external free agent, that is somebody that's going to play significant snaps. for. And you know yeah. what? Why the hell not? He's been out of football one year, not injury concern. I mean, off this field concern, but I'm talking all on the field. We don't have to worry about rehab or anything. Get his sea legs about him, play him the entire preseason, right? The, I love, I disagree with a lot of what this franchise does. I love their approach in the secondary. I think cornerback to me, it's an important position, but I think it's devalued. I Give me your premium positions, edge rusher, defensive tackle earlier in the draft. Yeah. Marco Wilson is going to be a very capable starter for this team for the next half decade plus. He was a fourth round pick, Bo Brock. I, I agree with you. I do. I just think that there needs to be an adult in the room. I think that there needs to be a veteran that knows the angles a little bit <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Just say, hey, you know, if, if, if a wide receiver is going to approach you on a route like this, you know, here, here's a little trick of the trade. I just want somebody. I want a master splinter in there that's going to be able to give them a little insight because it's too green for me as far as the cornerback position because glad you know, you're worried about Byron Murphy playing three years in the NFL. It's a, it's a little it's a little too soon for Byron Murphy, even though he's a little he's wise beyond his years, no doubt about it. I liked what he had to say at our draft party. He's he's a very uh, mature. What is he? Twenty almost twenty four years old. Oh my god, Just, he's so young. We were interviewing him, and I'm like, this this dude came into the league. I think he was twenty years old. You know how talented you have to be to get drafted thirty third overall, and you just eclipsed your teen years. Yeah, uh, I think he's gonna have a monster year. But I agree with you, like. They get, get somebody over 30 to come in and kind of collectively bring the group together. But you can do that for the vet minimum. That oh, doesn't yeah. need to be a Yeah, and it doesn't game. have to be Robert Alford. If, if it is no. Robert Alford, if, you, if you're Robert Alford at this point, you feel a lit, like, little jilted. Like, hey, I played really well. I came back after you guys released me, and I had an awesome season after two seasons on the shelf. You know, I'm going to go see if I can get something. But if he doesn't, I think that door remains ajar for Robert Alford. I'm going to tell you right now, some of Kime's best signings, Kime time signings at cornerback have come in the month of August, Paul Brock. Antoine mm-hmm. Kaysen, he traded for once upon a time right before the season was fantastic. Or excuse me, that was Marcus Cooper. Yeah. And then he parlayed that into a three-year contract with the Bears. Antoine Kaysen he traded for. It was fantastic, right? Antonio Cromartie was really late in the process. Kime does pretty well with the one-year cornerback contract. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's turn our attention, Bo to the outside linebacker discussion, because I feel like when push comes to shove, this is the position group that has most fans concerned because you lose Chandler Jones, 
what do you add? Well, you added a couple developmental players, right? We'll see if Vance Josem, you know, lets them out of the house after 10 o'clock. We'll see what the curfew <laughs> looks like on Sundays. But right now, it's Devon Kennard and Dennis Gardeck eh, opposite Marcus mm-hmm. Gold. And that's not a great place to be. Did you did you have a curfew, by the way, growing up? Of course I did. Oh, not only you're because I'm the five, one of those... six, and I look like I was probably in grade <laughs> school. They're like, excuse me, sir, are you lost? I was one of those kids that one of those kids you couldn't go there over their house. I didn't have a curfew. I was it, the, the the parents what? didn't cut. Nah, they didn't put the clamps down. I was the third of three boys. And for whatever oh, reason, yeah. your boy could go out as long as he wanted, as long as he wasn't, uh, you know, getting arrested and, and up to no good. But as far as, uh, you know, the outside linebacker position, the edge, uh, Cameron Thomas, Sanders, kid out of Penn State that they got in the seventh round, plus Gardeck and uh, the Devon Kennard. It's uh look, they're flooding it by numbers and they it couldn't, they might not be done. I mean, it could be one of those time time signings, but it's like, you've got a revolving rotation outside of Marcus Golden and you, you can't feel comfortable about that. But unless you have like a, a proven commodity at that position, you know, you're going to go out there and you, like a ton of teams this year in the NFL and this off season, they spent, a ton of money on that position, including the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders on former Arizona Cardinal Chandler Jones. And we'll see if it's worth it because that's a ton of money to pay for that, for a guy that got five sacks on the opener and then four and a half sacks after that. I know it goes beyond the, you love bringing sport. that up. I do. <laughs> it's, it's a ton of money for, yeah. for a bunch of games where he wasn't putting the quarterback on his back. Yeah, that's true. What else is true? Uh, Kevin King is still free agent. According to Rafa, former green Bay Packer wouldn't hate that. Uh, Rafa also brings up Jason Pierre-Paul, Jadavion Clowney, who it feels like they're not going to pursue per a couple different places, including Arizona sports. John Gambadaro will see Melvin Ingram, I think would be my choice. Melvin yeah. Ingram, you go watch his game last year against Kansas City with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and he, was, he was putting some heat on some folks uh, at the end of last year. I'd love to get him on a one-year uh, Jonathan Abraham, Dwight Freedy kind of deal. Um, I, just, to me... I just I worry about are they going to try the same thing with Devon Kennard that they did with Robert Alford last year, or it's let's get a reduced guy on a salary but let him play a bunch of reps. But hey, if one of the young kids pops, I think a lot of it could be determined. I know it's early, but you get rookie minicamp, get your hands on these guys for the first time, then you say to yourself, "Oh, I can breathe a little easier, a pass rusher, because this Sanders kid, he's he's fast as hell." Or Cam Tommy's, he's yeah. picking this up quick. On the flip side, if it's not looking great maybe increases your sense of urgency to go out and sign somebody. Speaking of sense of urgency, backup center is not a position we talk about here often, but it bears repeating Max Garcia, who was the backup center, among other things, last year for the Cardinals, signed with the Giants earlier this offseason, the Cardinals signing Will Hernandez at right guard. Well, the Cardinals are are supposedly visiting with another ex-Giant, ex-Bengal first-round pick, Billy Price, this was on Twitter over the weekend. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, free agent center Billy Price is on his way to Arizona to visit with the Cardinals. Per sources, the former first-rounder started 15 games with the Giants last year. And, of course, I had Giants fans, Bo, in my mentions about this, saying he was <laughs> terrible. Oh, you're going to try to spin this, Johnny, like you did about Will Hernandez. First of all, Giant fans, worry about your putrid record. Don't worry about my right. Cardinals. Get your get my Cardinals out of your mouth. Worry about yourselves. Um, Billy Price would be fine with me, Bo Brock, as a backup, as a spot starter. I'm sure the Cardinals value his ability to start a game if necessary. But, I mean, a guy, listen, I know his tape's bad. He's a first-round pick out of Ohio State. He didn't go to UMass, right? 
He was a first round pick a few years back, right? So I yeah. this is fine for me. I don't have a well, problem with this. So I tapped into one of my guys, James Rapine, from uh, he covers the Bengals on for SI. And he's covered Billy Price's entire career. And I said, Hey, what's the deal with Billy oh, no. Price? Why why didn't he work out in Cincinnati? No, this isn't a bad thing. He said, Hey, he's a great okay. locker room guy, you know, first round pick. Here's the deal. He has short arms. He's one of those short arms offensive lineman guy, and he gets caught lunging a lot because he has short arms. Johnny, I, this is not a hit on you. I mean, it's just a short. You, you're not trying to. You're not trying to block defensive linemen. But he said, "Look, he got his ass kicked a lot. But as far as playing backup center to a player the caliber of Rodney Hudson, that you'll be fine with him. I mean, it's, if you're going to rely on him to take significant amount of snaps." Yeah, you don't want to be picking in from, from the New York Giants organization because it's an absolute dumpster fire. And, you know, their fans don't listen to their fans because they're in, they're just in a rough place right they're now. They're having you, a tough time. They are. They're, they're coming after me because I said I really like Will Hernandez. And then I yeah. dogged on Daniel Jones a little bit, and they didn't like that, even though Daniel Jones, hello, didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. They just talk shit uh, about all their players. I mean, because yeah. they suck. <laughs> They'll be talking shit about Daniel Jones yeah. this time next year, so it's fine. J Station 87, I love this. Trust Kugler. Yes, I do as well. Uh, I thought the offensive line outside of DJ Humphreys last year played fine. DJ Humphreys needs a bounce back year. He's in a contract year. Yes, he had some COVID concerns. He was bad last year. But I thought Justin Pugh was, was fine. Rodney Hudson, when he was available, was good. Kelvin Beecham's always good, been good. When you play Josh Jones at tackle, Bull Brock, he looks capable. Let's see what they have with Will Hernandez. Um, everybody's saying AQ Shipley had short arms. He was fine. And he kind of blossomed late in his career, he too. Was okay. He was okay. He was fine. He wasn't a pro. He came after me once as I I I ripped him on a, on a missed assignment once. <laughs> he came his, after you. His wife came after me, I think, on, on Twitter, my DMs here. We love you, AQ. You're, <laughs> you're a made man because you're friends with Bruce Arians. Uh, people complaining and arguing uh, whether or not Byron Murphy is a CB1. I don't think he is a proven CB1 on the field, like a shutdown corner, but I would also push back and say, how many of those are left in the NFL? Like 10 tops maybe? So like if he's a high-end number two and your pass rush can kick ass, it's fine. Go name me. San Francisco has been in the NFC Championship game twice in three years. Get Name me a corner who's worth their salt that plays for them. Right? Let's, they got a bunch of Let's define what CB1 is. Let's define what CB1 is because it's not, okay. it's, it's not lockdown. That's the next tier. Lockdown, that's the Jalen Ramsey. That's uh, the Jair Alexander. I think that's what people think when they say, well, you're cornerback yeah, one. You're no, lockdown. That's what I want to do. I want to do a little public service announcement okay. for everybody out there. CB1, if, it's the it's your top corner on your depth card. And it's, and it's a guy that's going to be able to be more than serviceable. And, and Byron Murphy at some time, when he elevated his game, like he, I think that he was, if they didn't have Byron Murphy on the roster in Jacksonville, they, they would be in a rough spot in that game because they were down 10 to seven. They came out of the locker room. He made a big play. JJ Watt, I know made Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable, but there was Byron Murphy. He, he made some big plays that play against Matthew Stafford and the Rams was just beautiful. What he was able to do, jump that route on Deshaun Watts, uh, Jackson. He is a guy, as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. And I think a, across the league, probably 20, 25 rosters, he could be the start, the top cornerback in each of those rooms. I think that's CB one. Now, is he locked down? If you put him on an island, is he going to get, you know, toasted by a couple of wide receivers? Sure. Yeah. He's, is he going to get beat? Is he going to get beat more than he's going to get somebody else? Probably. But, you know, it's a tough position. It's it's really tough. I, I All I know is the Cardinals played Marco Wilson last year, as they should, and he got a ton of valuable reps. If you see pictures of him in camp, 
uh, working out for during OTAs right now. He looks fantastic. Looks flipping phenomenal. He's going to take a huge jump. He's a baby. He's like 21 years old. He played in the SEC and then played all as a rookie. I'm going to newsflash everybody. He's going to be better. Byron Murphy's in a contract year. And then you've got Jeff Gladney, who's really playing for his football career after being out for the domestic charges that he spent time away from the NFL. Like all these guys are going to be hungry as hell to come in and produce. Will they? That that remains to be seen. But I think if we could do a hierarchy right now, I feel like amongst fans, it's defensive tackle and outside linebacker, 1A, 1B. Those are interchangeable. Number two is cornerback. And then maybe number three is if you could find a right guard to compete with Will Hernandez or if you could find you know, a running back to compliment Chase Edmonds, or excuse me, formerly of Chase Edmonds, James Conner now. That's that's the pulse of the fan base, I feel like, Bo. Yeah, running back is one of those that, because of James Conner's injury history, it has to have you concerned. I, I know our guy Damian Anderson's high on Keontae Ingram. I don't, I mean, he never went over a 1,000 yards at two pretty big programs in Texas and USC, and two programs, sure, they were down, but like, I, I don't know, it, can can he be Chase Edmonds? Can he even step into that role right away? I think that that takes a little bit more. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, and then, you know, Benjamin, for whatever reason, the organization isn't high in, on him enough to give him a, carries. He went under four yards of carry last year, right? Even when he yeah. got an opportunity, he had the highlights, he flashed. But, uh, yeah, I think that's one of your weaker spots because James Conner, what was it, 10 games, 13 games, previous couple seasons before he came to the desert and he was even injured last year at one point. So uh, yeah, running back is, is one of those rooms that I think just like edge, th- there's some options out there that you can kind of kick the tires on and your room can look a lot better with a little Steve Kime special uh, veteran free agent addition. Totally agree. I'll tell you what's going to look good come Thursday, mm-hmm. this channel PHNX Cardinals, we are going to have a schedule release show coinciding with the 2022-2023 schedule release live here, PHNX Cardinals 445. We're going to get all the leaks. We're going to accumulate them 15 minutes prior to the big show. We're going to coincide exactly with the schedule release. We're going to dissect it, the four of us, myself, Damian, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, and we're going to pray to God, Bo, that we get some cupcakes within those first six weeks sans (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins, but it's going to be a hell of a time. Market notifications on YouTube. We can't wait. No doubt about it. Uh, we had one of our buddies hit us up on uh, Instagram, or I'm sorry, on Twitter. Uh, what was it? C11 underscore football with his like dream first six games with DeAndre Hopkins yeah. out. Now he did have the Niners in there, and that game's in Mexico City now. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, very favorable Falcons. Yeah, I'd love to see them. Seahawks, of course, Eagles at home. I think that the Cardinals should be favored against the Eagles despite them having a successful offseason, good draft, and, of course, being a playoff team last year, they still should be able to beat, like, give me Kyler Murray over Jalen Hurts. I don't care the rest of the, you know, 52 players on the on the rosters. Uh, Raiders, a game in Vegas, I mean, that's going to be a, a tough game, even though that organization remains in flux. It, that's that's pretty ideal. I mean, Carolina, they're on the schedule next year, right? Is, is that the one that... God, can, we get a, can we get a W against sloppy Matt Rule? <laughs> And his sloppy-ass team, uh, Jordan P. in the chat. Johnny, do you have any info that we're looking into Bradbury? I do not. Um, I, this is pretty common on, on Twitter. Even my dad sent me a message saying this is who they need to be targeting. I, I have not heard anything of them having any interest. I would say if they were going to sign a, a free agent of note at the cornerback position, they would have done it already. They look at Jeff Gladney probably like 
they're getting a again a top player at the position that is that they feel like can blossom with this franchise. I don't think they have any interest. A year off coming off of a rough rookie season, like he has a long way to go. Like I don't they Kime said he talked to Mike Zimmer, and mm -hmm. Mike Zimmer said he was on the verge of becoming a really good player for them. And I I'm sure like great. He played all his rookie year for a very stringent defensive coach. Mm -hmm. That 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 equates to me, like Marco Wilson playing for Vance Joseph. Like these guys who hate playing young players who can sometimes be pain in the asses, especially Mike Zimmer, is not a player coach. He played Jeff Gladney his entire rookie year. They were counting on him. That's a huge loss. Part of the reason they took a cornerback high in um high in, in this draft. Now we've got Jordan saying Gamble, John Gamadaro commented on someone's post saying that we are interested in Bradbury. Listen, I would love it. I think it would be a fantastic addition. I just feel like there are going to be teams competing for him. I've heard the Raiders as the significant favorite. I've heard multiple teams in the NFC East, including the Cowboys and the Eagles, having significant interest in him. I mean, it's it's going to go to the highest bidder. Uh, he's going to want to get his money, even though he was guaranteed a lot after his release. So I, do, would the Cardinals like him? Yes. Will mm -hmm. they pay the amount necessary to get him? I do not know. Um, but they can make some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not sure if you heard of this or not. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that, creating your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team's going to win total threes made we're going to talk about the sun's game yesterday total rebounds and more and boom you have a shot at an even bigger payout right now all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs get a free bet back up to 25 dollars if one of the legs of that parlay does not hit it's a call to action download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use that promo code phnx bet five dollars on any nba team to win their game Get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that promo code is PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. It's amazing. I love when the UFC comes to Phoenix. It's they've done it, I think now close to four or five times. I've been fortunate enough to be in the arena. Now the footprint center for that event. One time, this is actually a true story. I think it was the first time that UFC had been to Phoenix at the old US Airways Center. And I was working for a radio show. We went down to meet Dana White. I'm name dropping, but we got caught in a walk, uh, a fighter walking out. So we were part of that entourage. The entourage, as, yes. Nice. As he walked out with all the lights dimmed and the music going, it was unbelievable. One of the highlights of my career. We Just, need to it, find that. Can we get that clip, please? <laughs> or is it online somewhere we can? Pull I'd have that? to look. I'd, I'd have to look. It was. It was back when um, I think Javier De Los Santos and uh, who's who's the big firefighter guy? Uh, he's big Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, Stipe. It was it was for that was the big card that night. Um, but so we were card. talking up. You're you're added to the intro of this show, and then yeah. you do. Oh, by the way, I actually yeah. walked out. With the you the answer to this show so is this means nothing. Me. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing at all. But some, you know, Justin Gagey once go, goes down over the weekend. Some good fights out there. I uh, love it when UFC comes to town. But uh, the stars were out. The local celebrities, including one Kyler Murray, Leah. 
What's up guys, Kyler Murray here, here with a couple of Arizona Cardinals. We're here watching UFC 274, having a good time, ready to see a good fight. Look at Zach Hurts, he's got the cool trendy hat on, and then Justin Pugh, and a couple of his blockers right there, and one of his top targets, Zach Hurts. You like uh, Kyler Murray just kind of speaking up and, and being the little mouthpiece for the Cardinals? First of all, Justin Pugh as an offensive guard has no business looking that handsome, and that's felt <laughs> during his playing days that's what you look like when you retire and you go do tv and you lose a bunch of weight right. and you have to keep it on um i i saw this initially and the first thing that came to mind and said that they they must genuinely like being with their quarterback i know that may shock a lot of people zach Ertz and justin Pugh are married they have kids they have lives they don't need to fabricate anything zach Ertz just signed a big ex extension justin Pugh's been established for here for many years like they don't need to go out and appease Kyler Murray. Like they're out with Kyler Murray because they genuinely want to be out and enjoy each other's company. And I think that's really cool. And I love that Kyler's in town, you know, and, and yeah. I'm interested to see, you know, as far as the off season, the OTAs go, I don't think he'll take part in the, the mini camp this upcoming weekend, but be interesting to just see how often he's going to get out there and work out with his teammates and, and continue to just kind of temper everybody who was just, on the top of the chase building, ready to jump after, you know, a couple of the, the Kyler saga went down this off season, but it's just good for to see him as is continuing to be the face of the franchise. That's a big event. That's a lot of, you know, Cardinals fans that you can maybe tap into. I think Kyler Murray, you know, transcends the Cardinals organization. You know, I, yes. I don't think that Larry Fitzgerald had this ability and despite how amazing he was Larry legend. And it's not an indictment on Larry. It's Kyler Murray is more, uh, has more ability to be like a nationally uh, national celebrity almost. I mean, like yeah. when, when they play Monday night football on November 21st in Mexico, like he's going to be the star of that show and he can he create is. more Cardinals fans that outside the Valley than any player has been able to do in the history of the franchise. And that's not an indictment again on Fitz. Yeah. Fitzgerald greatest Cardinal of all time, unquestionably played wide receiver. It's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback sport, and it's a quarterback like genre of the three major sports or the four, whatever you want to call them, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and NFL, and you, maybe you throw soccer in there as well, like the most polarizing position nationally, not globally, but nationally, is quarterback in any sport. I don't care what it is, and he is one of the best in the world. If you're thinking about, okay, he's within the top 10, which we feel like he is, of course he's going to garner that kind of media attention, and so Number one, I love that he was rocking the sunset, the sun's hat while he, the Mavericks, where he's from. I don't know if he's a Mavericks fan or not. He doesn't have any allegiance to the Cowboys. He called them trash. But he, the Mavericks would have been good with him growing up in Dallas, or excuse me, in Texas, um, with Dirk Nowitzki and company and, and Steve Nash back in the day. They would have been very good. Um, so it's great to see him rocking that. It's great to see him out, having a good time, knowing that his position is solidified that he's going to get this contract extension. There are talks now that are ongoing. Kime confirmed that. I think probably the sweet spot is June. I, I would say you would want to get it done before training camp, but if you could get it done earlier, great. Um, but as J Station 86 says, Kyler knows this team is going all in for him. The draft proved he, this. I think anybody who had doubts about Kyler Murray being an Arizona Cardinal, when that pick got traded for his best friend, at a position, yeah, it was a position of need, but it just tells you everything you need to know. Hollywood Brown is not coming here. 
unless it's guaranteed that his buddy, his running mate, Kyler Murray, K1, is going to be here with him. Especially with him being as quiet about his contract future. Like, he's just like, yeah. ah, I'm just going to play it out. I'm content with it. And, uh, you know, I'll let my agent figure that out. But he's just he just wants to focus on winning Super Bowls. And he's, pro- he's just probably pumped to be able to play with his boy. Uh, surprised that Hollywood Brown wasn't part of that crew out at the uh, football. Yeah, Center, that's what I was, was thinking too. Which is uh, just another fun event, another example of things going on around us right now. We had the draft party two weeks ago. We want to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Jordan P. Hollywood killed two birds with one stone. Kyler Future is absolutely locked in with us now, and we have a speedy deep threat that can play outside. You know, of all people that I'm going to compliment on this podcast, RG3 had a really good thoughtful post last week. Um, If you haven't seen it, go check it out on his Instagram, or excuse me, his Twitter feed. It basically said something to the effect of he knew, Hollywood Brown knew, that his effect on the field would never translate in that offense with Greg Roman, it had nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. And inevitably, the money that he feels like he can make needed to be in a pass-happy offense where he could out, yeah. go out and show his skills and, and capabilities. He was never going to make real money in the um, – it's almost like a wing-T system in Baltimore now, especially right. when you look at they didn't address receiver in the draft. So no. I can understand that. And now you go to a Cliff Kingsbury offense, a pass-happy group, regularly with four three or four receivers multiple tight ends i just it's a better fit for so many different reasons climate culture his quarterback his best friend rhythm passing game he's going to get a shit ton of targets with hopkins out uh, i i put it on twitter today i'm going to keep harping on this i think he goes over 1200 yards receiving next year bro I, I don't disagree with that. The Robert Griffin III uh, post that you're talking about, we talked about when you were playing hooky, finishing seventh in our in your Mario Kart racing at Octane. Seventh of, of 11, <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. This, this is what RG3 said. Despite throwing the ball more last year, the Ravens still averaged 90 more runs than passes over the last three years. 90 more runs in this day and age than passes. The Cardinals average 116 more passes than runs the last three years. The Chiefs haven't run the ball more than they've thrown it the last 10 years. Also, you mentioned that Hollywood Brown had 146 targets last year, but they weren't all couchable targets with Lamar being out, even though Lamar is not the most accurate thrower. Uh, Hollywood's longest reception over the last five games, last season, 15 yards. Mm. That's just brutal. And Greg, uh, in, Gregory, he, he was buddies with Lamar Jackson. Like they couldn't have had a better relationship, but he was still like, trade me. Trade me. I like Trade get me. me out of this offense. It's brutal. It is. It's the wing T. It's we we forgot that they invented the forward pass. Please get me the hell out of here because you know any other place. And people are saying OBJ and Julio Jones would Baltimore would be a great landing spot unless they just back up the Brinks truck. There ain't no way in hell those guys are going there. Why did Allen Robinson decide to go to the receiver rich LA Rams because he saw what Sean McVay can do with three and four receiver sets. Uh, they've got Cooper Cup. They've got Jefferson. They took a receiver in the second last year, and he still agreed to come there. That's why, shameless plug at gophnx.com, I've got an article dropping tonight. Three veteran additions the Cardinals could make and should make. One of them is a receiver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease that. You can read that tonight. 
gophnx.com, 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months, or you can become a member for the year, just under 60 bucks. Cop one of these t-shirts from our PHNX merchandise locker for free. Get a hat. They're fantastic. We're just we're just getting started here at PHNX offseason, Bo. You're a rascal. That's what you are. That tease, oh, mm. you know, it's going to be a receiver, mm. but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Mm. You're going to have to go see to find out yourself. Excited also to tell you about our new partner, OGs. Welcome, OGs, the PHNX family. OGs is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. Quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. The other, like, cannabis brands out there, that's like the Baltimore Ravens offense. It's not as versatile. It's, it doesn't, it's not catering to you. It's just we're going to run the football. OGs is not like that. Edibles, not one-size-fits-all product at all. Their motto, flavoring life, and that's something we can get behind. How about let's get tropical. The tropical fruit flavors, they include guava, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, pina colada, and their orange cream sickle. My God, they're unbelievable. They are uh, like an ice cream truck coming through your neighborhood, and it's a bomb gummy. If you're interested in trying amazingly delicious variety of flavors from OGs, go to their website. Learn more, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-Z, brands.com. Trying to find that Gambo tweet reply as it relates to James Bradbury. Let's well, see if I me. can find it in real time. I okay, I've got it. So four hours ago, here for information tweeted at Gambo cards question mark as it relates to James Bradbury, and he said yes, interested. Again, the Giants are releasing quarterback James Bradbury after failing to find a trademark. It well because he was due uh, eleven million dollars, and so they've got dead cap hits uh, each of the next two years. That's Mr. Gettleman's parting wish. He's the gift that keeps on giving in New York. So we will see. Bo and I have been robbed this offseason of an emergency pod of an addition of free agent of note. We do emergency pods when DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended. Those aren't the fun ones we enjoy doing. Give us a significant addition. We will hop on it. But in the meantime, be sure to like, subscribe, Leave us a five-star review. We will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Myself, follow him at Bull Brock on Twitter. I am at Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana. Bye, everybody.